0: Welcome back to another episode of the Swift Startup Podcast, where we dive deep into everything Amazon. We talk about the do's, the don'ts, and everything in between of what you want to do to be successful on Amazon. And today is an exciting episode because we're actually going to be kicking off our multi-part series on listing optimization, and we're going to be starting with one of the most important topics, keyword research. So stick around, you're not going to want to miss this, and we'll get started.
1: Welcome to the Swift Startup Podcast. All right, so here we go. Once again, Swift Startup Podcast. We're here to talk about everything Amazon related. It's as usual, me, Marty, and that's Jeff.
0: Yep, and uh, you know, our intro really says it all, you know, taking a deep dive into Amazon. And I would say that, you know, really this episode more than any episode we've done to date, is gonna be, I'd say, the kickoff to us taking a deep dive, and is is gonna be all about listing optimization. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I would say also, um, we're gonna we're gonna do the basics in the next couple episodes of listing optimization, and as the episodes go on, we're gonna dig deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into these topics because, um, there's really a couple branches of Amazon that are gonna make you uh, a successful seller. One is your PPC and the other is your listing So we're gonna really kind of hammer on those over the next couple episodes to make sure you know what you're doing.
0: This is a kickoff to what will be a deep dive into to, to Amazon here so this is going to be a big part series for us for you know those of us listening it's going to be multi uh, multi episodes and it's really going to attack the heart of what you need to be successful at Amazon that's you know that's listing creation and listing optimization right Marty yeah,
1: and and the framework of your listing creation, your listing optimization, and your PPC for that point is the keyword research. So that's why we're starting with it.
0: Yes, and for those of us listening who are from the Google world and, or any, or any like search world, uh, Bing too, if, if you're out there, um, Amazon operates in a very similar manner. It's a search-based uh, marketplace. So that means it's all based on your keywords. That you actually had. Now, actually, side note: Google is starting to actually become a little bit more like Facebook in some degrees with certain new campaigns they're putting out. But um, for those of us who who know Google, it's all about your keywords and the right keywords to get you know the right traffic and the right audience in front of your products for selling. Um, that's very much like Amazon, and uh, it's unlike Facebook. You know, the the kind of the disruption um, interest level uh, of of trying to find people who are interested in your product. This is all about keywords, so uh, it's going to be, you know, this is going to start off. We're going to get into it, um, and uh, I'm really excited to jump into keywords. Uh, I'm just terrible at doing it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, um, before we get in, are you drinking?
0: I am, yeah. I have a, I felt like I'm traveling tomorrow, so... Uh, leaving nice and cold, uh, Canada here and, and moving down to California. So, uh, it's going to be, I've heard it's, I heard it's 36 degrees there right now. So, um, what is that? What is that in, in, in Fahrenheit? It's
1: like 98, 99, somewhere around there. So for these, for my cold blooded Canadian ass, that's way too bloody hot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm excited to go down we got a lot going on down there right now and it's um it's gonna be fun to uh to to meet a lot of people who are in the similar space and and also um and also you know get some get some clients and, and and you know get some time at the beach but if anyone's listening and they're down in the the la california area hit us up and i'd love to meet and see what we can we can talk more about and and go from there but uh Getting back to what I'm drinking, I am drinking something called a Founders Original Vodka Fizz. Ooh, Uh, sounds sounds delicious. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Um... (laughs) Well, what about I you? Am,
1: if you can't hear it in my voice, I am kind of fighting a little bit of a head cold. So I'm sticking with uh, some peppermint tea right now, some stash peppermint tea and uh, and a little water. So uh, way less fun than what you're doing. And I'm not going anywhere. I'm sticking up here in Canada where it's going to be at least 75 degrees on Friday. So maybe I'll throw a brisket on the smoker or something this weekend.
0: Ooh, that sounds, that sounds good. Um, you're going to have to definitely get in some of those spices there too. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> I did a I
1: did a wonderful spatchcock chicken last week. It was uh, it was very delicious.
0: I think probably what we should really honestly do is we should just we should start doing a few of these episodes about listening, and then really should just spin off into you know a barbecue cookbook.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's my neck of the woods. I love I love my Traeger smoker. I've got a Napoleon barbecue. So um, I I uh, I'm living in the wrong country to be a barbecuer like I am. I wish I could. Do it more than uh, the
0: 160 days
1: a year I do it. I, I wish I could do it 365 a year.
0: And I'm the I'm the exact opposite. I, I have a barbecue and I haven't used it for over a year. Uh, That's blasphemous, <laughs> Jeff. Collected dust for a year. So uh, if anyone is listening and they want a barbecue, uh, you can also shoot us a message too. <laughs>
1: <So>. You're pawning <laughs> off your stuff on a podcast. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs>
0: Multiple well, streams of income, isn't that the uh, that's a way to um, to become a, a millionaire? That's what the gurus say, something like that. Yeah, I don't know if
1: uh, I don't know if selling your barbecue could be considered passive income though. <laughs> well, next time you come down to Calgary, I'll uh, I'll make sure I throw a couple steaks on the grill or something for you. Teach you how to use a use a man's tool.
0: <laughs> Speaking of right. that, let's get into keywords. Yeah. All right. So what are keywords? So, yeah,
1: I, well, I think I think there's three questions we need to answer right now with that. And It is what are keywords, where you use them, and how you find them. So um, I don't know. You want to answer the what are keywords? You're you're the you've got a, a good grasp sure. on that, and and then I'll I'll jump in with the other ones.
0: Yeah, I mean keywords are. I think I think they're really self-explanatory on what they are. They're they're keywords. You know, they're they're words that basically describe your product. So if you were to take your product or your service and someone told you write down every word that's a descriptive word um, that, you know, you could give that word to someone and it would describe your product, um, you know, that is a key word. And now now it's not just descriptive words of your product or what it say. So, you know, if you're selling a barbecue, barbecue would be a key word, of course. Um, you know it's it's a little bit further than that as we should probably all you know know at this point it's it's also your you know your audience what are your buyers looking for a lot of times the keywords you're going to find and a lot of people searching for your products they're going to be they're going to be not necessarily if we're going to use a theme of a barbecue they're not going to be searching for maybe barbecue they might be searching for um you know a spice or they might be or, or a rub of some kind or uh, heck, they might even be start searching for a certain kind of deck um, because they plan to buy a barbecue in a month from now. And um, there's the, all these little touch points of, of of where keywords come in, and you can go as deep as you want to, and or as shallow as you want to. Uh, but there's definitely a happy medium, um, you know, for cost purposes, and also you know getting in front of the right people where you want to start. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and I would just add in one little other thing about keywords, too, is that um, they're s- essentially separated into two different categories, and that's branded, which means if you're you know going along the barbecue theme we're talking about, if you have a Napoleon barbecue, your branded keyword there is Napoleon barbecue, and there's a non-branded keyword, which would be uh, a grill for men. Or uh, uh, summertime barbecue. There's no brand in there. There's no um, descriptor of a, a direct brand. Those are non-branded keywords. So um, when you're, you know, we're, like we said before, in the framework for all of your all of your listings and your PPC are going to be based on these keywords, and you want to have those branded keywords, and those are kind of the low-hanging fruit when people are coming and finding your brand and searching for you directly. Those are branded ones, but also you want to really kind of figure out where the non-branded keywords are, where sales are coming. And so that kind of is the second portion of this is, is what are you, where are you finding these keywords? Where are you finding these mostly non-branded keywords?
0: Is that right? Jeff, do you agree with that? Yeah, I would even take it step one step further. in in essence, uh, you know, for anyone who's been in the keyword space for a little bit, you know, you're talking, we're talking about long tail and short tail keywords too. And, Uh, You know long tail keywords are the ones that are you know likely a few words uh, Words long. Um, They're usually less competitive Um, You're gonna pay less for those long tail keywords and generally that's a good place to start is you know Doing your research getting into a heavy into the weeds pretty heavy uh, Because on long tail that's where you can generally compete uh, from a cost standpoint to get those like the kind of the fringe customers because those, those short tail keywords uh, are always going to be high cost, high competition because they have got the high traffic. Um, they capture yeah. the largest audience usually. So uh, I would just add something like that to that. But yeah, for the most part, those that's what you have. You have branded, non-branded, long tail and short tail. And for those of us who maybe have a brand and it's not super well known yet, you know, the non-branded keywords are really where you're going to start shining because people who are searching branded keywords well often if they're try- typing in Napoleon barbecue they want a Napoleon barbecue and their mind's already yep. made up from a consumer standpoint that that is the barbecue they're gonna get. Um, yep. It's gonna take a lot a lot to you know shift that mindset so
1: yeah and I mean where it really comes in handy is if you are actually doing the keywords for Napoleon, and you know people are gonna be coming to look for you and you bid heavily on those branded keywords for Napoleon Barbecue, well then you're uh, you're set up pretty good there. But Jeff's right. Jeff, you're you're right is that uh that's generally not the case when we're dealing with clients uh, you know, small, medium size. They're they're not uh they don't have the branded searches that uh they like Napoleon Barbecue on Amazon. So you have to really exactly. take advantage of those non branded. So so where to find them where to find the keywords this is the important part and it's um you know it it is a skill it is a talent um there is there are multiple tools out there to help you find keywords um if you're going to do this on your own you're not going to be successful you need to use a third-party tool to get it there's jungle scout uh the probably the most popular one is helium 10. um it's one that we use quite a bit internally um, and yeah. it's got a tool on it called Cerebro, which is by far the, uh, the nicest way to go about finding your keywords. And so yeah. I'll just, I'll, I'll just do, you know, you can, you can go onto YouTube and search how to, to find keywords with, or do keyword research with Helium 10 and Cerebro. Um, so the research out there is, is pretty thorough and, and the availability to get it. But generally speaking, some things that you have to keep in mind is that you want to take uh, up to 10 competitor ASINs. So find the find 10 competitors or between 5 and 10 competitors that are closest to your product. Find those ASINs and you plug them into Cerebro on Helium 10. And at that point, it will create a list of keywords that those rank on. From there, uh, you can actually select a few um a a few different options on how to uh, find these best keywords now here's a couple things that we use as a a North Star for our keyword research when you're looking at Cerebro we use I uh, terms that have a search volume of 300 plus searches per month so we want we want keywords that people are searching out at a a significant rate we want to make sure that the keywords that we're searching for a ranking for at least three competitors some people do two, some people do more, but I we find kind of the sweet spot for our keyword research is three, three plus. And then the competitor rank, we wanna have those being between one and 50. So that's uh, where these keywords are ranking for those competitors. And we find if you search with those um, options on Cerebro between five and 10 competitors, it will generally build a list for you of some high value keywords with good search volume. And, uh, and, at that point, it'll spit out a document. It'll be anywhere between you know five to a thousand keywords. It's your job then to go take a look at those, find the non-branded keywords in there because there's going to be some in there that are branded that aren't going to be very helpful for you um, because you're a, you're a startup barbecue company and and the one that. Uh, all the keywords on there for Napoleon, so th- those aren't going to be helpful for you in your uh, listing development. But you want to find the keywords like uh, backyard grill and uh, um, I don't know uh, uh, best grill for steaks and and find keywords that have you know five six seven hundred uh, searches, but the competition is very is is quite lower on those. And and at that point we get into the third part here, which is what you do with the keywords. Yeah. Jeff, does and, that sound you know, does that sound good or do you have anything to no, add it to this?
0: I the thing is, you know, what we're going to do guys is we'll link we'll link Helium 10 and Jungle Scout in the show notes. Um, you know, really those are kind of the gold standard for tools on Amazon. Helium 10 has really expanded since, you know, we started working with them what probably 4 4 years ago or something, you know, they've really I think Helium 10 was originally cuz they had 10 kind of sub apps and they've got many more than that now on their platform. Um they can do everything from keyword research to actually helping you create listings, um, really their tools kind of helped you assist you kind of move through the entire listing, um, creation process in many ways. So and jungle Scouts got definitely something similar out there as well. And I believe they also work on, on Walmart too, if anyone's out there starting to on Walmart too. So, um, we'll do entire episodes actually just jump, jumping into that more and, you know, getting to the, into the weeds of what looks like a good keyword and wh- how you're going to want to filter your results. And, you know, maybe, you know, you touched on branded keywords, you can actually filter that out. So you're not even having to deal with those. And, um, there's a lot there's a lot we can do an entire episode on that but you know and we'll get to that in the future I think that's pretty good I think the you know the one thing that people need to know with doing keyword research is you know you really need to know going into keyword research your product and your audience already those are and then finally your competitors those are those are three things you you really 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 need to know because uh, if you if you're you can do the best keyword research in the world but if if you're not nailing what your product is, and probably more importantly, if you're not nailing exactly who your buying customer is, um, you can spend a lot of time doing keyword research and going for keywords that are maybe not actually even your target audience. Um, they're not what people are actually searching for. You might be looking at the wrong audience, and your sweet spot audience is, um, you know, a different is searching on a different keyword and they're not finding your product. It's it can be as simple as that. So you really want to spend some time you know, and I would say this is an exercise that we do when we actually, uh, for our clients, but also when we, when we launch our own brands is we, we, we take some minute say, you know, take some time and we sit down and we say, you know, what are our products? Um, what are the benefits where, you know, where are the advantages, where are their disadvantages? You know, if you're going to sum this product up into one sentence, how would you sum it up? Um, where, where is the benefit coming from the customer? Okay, great. Now, if now, if I had to create an avatar for, for my, um, for my product, who would that avatar be? What would their income level be? What would their um, education level be? Would they be male, female, both? Um, You know, what would their marriage status be? Um, All these different like small little metrics, but we try to create the avatar. And sometimes you have multiple, sometimes you have, you know, three or four avatars. And um, in each avatar, you kind of have a list of keywords, uh, you know, a pool of keywords that that avatar might really resonate with um and then you kind of come up with these subgroups and trust me i actually coming up with these subgroups now are really going to help you in the future when you start jumping into your ad campaigns and you can segment those kind of customer types into different ad campaign types and it's going to save you a ton of money um on on ad ad spend as well so um, that's really what we do and then you know finally jumping to that last one there marty it's competitors. No know, know your competitors. Amazon's a little bit of a different marketplace in the sense that you know you're not necessarily only competing against known brands. You're competing a lot of people who are doing the exact same thing as possibly you know they're launching a brand and um, you know probably I'd say every you know, I bet you every month there's a new person who launches a new iPhone phone case, if not if not ten new people kind of thing on Amazon. Um, and so that 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 otter box uh, phone case might actually not be the biggest brand on Amazon because someone has gotten so good at their keyword research and their PPC and understanding their customer that they're able to actually take that away from a brand that's as well known or universally known as say an Otterbox, uh, you know, phone case. So um, know your competitors, know what they're going for. And know that um, you're gonna likely have to start off with longer tail keywords and going for, uh, you know, more peripheral based keywords, because it's, it's gonna be expensive to go for the small ones in the beginning. Yeah.
1: Should we, Jeff, here's a little side conversation. Should we give away our the tool that we've been using lately for keyword research that makes it really easy?
0: I would say I'd love to give it away uh if people are listening for the next few episodes stick around and we'll give it to you we'll leave as a little a little like hanger mm. there so uh stick around like for it. the entire listing off uh, uh listing series and we'll reveal the tool and this this tool is killer hey marty it's it's, yeah. it's actually this tool it's, this it's, tool has completely changed our like we we have completely we have skyrocketed out with some of our brands with this tool and it's completely changed our uh our revenue with some of these products
1: yeah, and it made keyword research a breeze, and has been uh, way better to do. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I like it. At the end of this series, uh, we'll give these tools away that we're using, uh, and and let you uh, get them for yourself. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and now, <clears throat> excuse me, my my voice is uh, going out a little bit. So let's uh, let's talk about where you're going to put your keywords now. So. Um, I'll I'll tackle this a little bit right off the bat. The first thing that uh, is weighted heavily in the Amazon indexing. So what you want to do is you're going to take these high value keywords that you're finding uh, that your competitors are using, multiple competitors are using and ranking on that you found that uh, there's lots of ability to grow on. And you're going to Basically, you're gonna filter through these to find the most high-value keywords, and then you have to put those key high-value keywords into your listing. And there's a couple places where you can do it. The most important place for your high-value keywords is the title. The title of your product is about 600, or sorry, about 200 characters long, depending on the category. It's only 90 category 90 characters for apparel, um, and there's there's other um, ins and outs with with different categories but for generally speaking it's 200 long and it is the highest weighting for your indexed rankings so you want to find in you know if you're a napoleon grill you want it to say napoleon grill right up front if you're not a napoleon grill and you're and you're really going uh, against napoleon then what you're going to do is you're going to say you know whatever those high value keywords are best grill for steaks highest temperature whatever the btu is you want those to be right in your title front and center so that the amazon's uh, a9 algorithm is going to pick those up and when somebody searches those you're going to show up very high in the algorithm so um that's the very first place that you want to take your high value keywords and put them
0: yep title is by far the most the most weighted uh weighted spot on your listing for keywords uh and You know, next episode, we're going to jump more into actually how that's done. But uh, that's where your high value keywords are going to be. You're not going to want to waste any space. You're really going to have to to trim down and find the keywords that are most important to your brand. And that's where they're going to go is in your in your title.
1: And I'll I'll just add to that, too, is that I've never actually heard this confirmed or and we should really do some uh, some Amazon experiments on some of our titles. But I've, I understand that uh, the first seventy-five characters are generally weighted heavier than the back end of the title too. So even those really, really, really high-value keywords, you may want to kind of cram them up front.
0: Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna. You, the the, the weighting slowly moves off on Amazon, you know, as you go down the title. Uh, generally, the way that you start the most titles, you put your brand name. Uh, so if you're Napoleon, you'd put Napoleon and then you'd kind of start getting into jumping about describing the actual product you're trying to sell. Now, one of the things that's really important too there, Marty, is around the 75 character count is where you get that cutoff from mobile. So that's really important. 70% of shoppers for Amazon are on mobile now. So if, if you're putting those key features uh, of your product after that 75 character stand, you know, point, um, people on mobile aren't going to see that and they might completely miss the mark with your product. So whatever is that, you know, most products have that one key feature, that one key aspect of their product that makes their product, their product, make sure that's within the first 75 characters because you don't want people coming in. And this happens a lot on Amazon. So the two biggest places where people buy products are, I think the stat actually behind that is too, is like, it's more than 50% of people just buy it purely off the title and the image. I don't yep. know if you've done that, Marty. I've done that multiple times. I don't even look. I don't even... I look at two images. I look at the title and I buy it. Like, I don't even look at the bullets. I don't look at the description. I ba- I don't even scroll. I yep. just buy it. And I don't yep. know about you, but I've definitely had issues where I bought it and it comes and then I realize that I bought a one pack and I actually wanted a four pack maybe. And <laughs> I've had to return items. And no, it's happened. It's happened a few times and that happens a lot with Amazon. And And that's the problem is... It's such a transient marketplace where people buy so quickly and make decisions so, so fast that you need to communicate your key points within those first 75 characters because you don't want to be getting returns too. That's going to cost you as well. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Cool. And so the next place you really want to take your next high value keywords, if you can't get them in the title, is you want to put them in the bullet points. And so you want to make sure that your bullet points are benefit-driven, they're well laid out, they're led with capital letters, and you put at least two main high-value keywords per bullet point. And so many yeah. categories now allow you to have 10 bullet points. I don't recommend it personally. Like Jeff just said, he, Who most people don't read past the second or third bullet point anyways. So um, the best use you can have for it is uh, putting your keywords in there for indexing purposes and being able to uh, have a readable benefit for the people that do read it.
0: Yeah, no, bullets at this point, this point in the, point in the game, bullets are, you know, the, the word, you know, an uh, 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 image is a thousand words or that saying, uh, how that goes. Um, yeah. both, most people make that, most people put their key information in their images. They create infographics, they communicate the information there, they communicate in the title. Uh, bullet points and everything outside of a title really for Amazon had become a keyword word. Um, Basically a keyword tool really at this point there you know very few people actually read the bullet points uh they're mainly really meant to get those keywords in so you can properly rank and get picked up by amazon's a9 algorithm now on on top of that i mean there's a few key points that we'll want to get into that are really important things to do that can still you know attract buyers with your bullet points and we'll get into that into our listing uh, listing copy episode that we have up but uh, keywords are the next sorry bullets are the next most important place where you want to put your keywords to and and uh, again really for there you're gonna to want to think about your five really key points uh, of your product descriptive points that are um, you know straight straight to the point what are your key value points what are people gonna buy your product for is it because it's a certain size or acts in a certain climate or it has a certain you know it's a certain pack count or, or whatever that may be those are gonna to want to go in your bullets yeah. so yeah. well, and here's
1: here's something else through our case studies and our and what we've done with our clients, we've discovered that it's only the first thousand characters of your bullet points together that index. So if you only if your' all five bullets together are only 900 uh, 900 characters, then you're good to go. But if you go over the thousand character limit on your five bullet points, anything after those thousand characters of your bullets combined, don't, don't index. So keep them short, keep them not short, but, you know, tell a story, but don't, don't, uh, don't write a novel You want to make them,
0: them. yeah, you want to make them, you want to make them medium size. Like no one wants to read a novel here uh, on bullets. They want, you know, I'd say what, maybe two sentences, two to three sentences, absolute max per each bullet point. Uh, get the point across we're not you know you're not you're not write a descriptive novel about your product and how it was created and the origins um however you could do that in the next section if you want which is the description uh, which you have about two thousand characters for if you want to now now description is even more so based i would say for keyword uh i don't want to say keyword stuffing i'm not gonna i'm not gonna promote keyword stuffing um but (laughs) it's definitely an area where you know the weighting is still less than titles and bullets for keywords, but this is where you can kind of start putting your second tier keywords and in you know you 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 titles communicate your key key point about your brand. The bullets you start talking about your five point your five key attributes or descriptive points. Description you can start to start take a little bit more detail on that nitty gritty aspect of your product. Um, and one thing I would recommend too is you know. Using the same methodology with your description, use bullets. No one really wants to write or wants to read a paragraph. I'm sure we've all seen those Amazon listings with paragraph descriptions. And I don't know if anyone's even ever read those. Just like keep the bullets yep. short. Keep them to the point. So. well, So I'll,
1: I'll go one step further is that if you have A-plus content on your description or on your product, the description doesn't even show up on a web-based pl- uh, browser. <clears throat> yeah. But the problem is, is that it does show up on mobile. So you can't just jam your keywords in there, uh, and and just thinking it's a it's a backend search term uh, box anymore because well, it's going to look pretty pretty crappy for you on a mobile browser. So you do still have to write paragraphs. You st- still have to make it look good, um, but it's not even going to show up on the web if you have a plus.
0: Yep. Yeah. Amazon wants to keep everyone so honest. They don't. They don't want anyone to cheat. Really uh yeah. in, in how they're doing the system they they want every they want their platform to look uniform and they want everyone to kind of be you know putting things out that uh look like their top quality so they can continue to bring in you know top quality uh brands and companies to sell on their platform so um you gotta look that way too you can't cheat on any part of your listing so yep uh and finally it's back in say hey? so yep really. that's it Yep.
1: and so it's, it's usually shorter uh the one the one uh, tip I would say here is don't worry about putting commas in it. Just list your list your your main search terms there. It adds um, more, uh, a higher weighting to your high, uh, high value keywords. So um, don't be afraid to repeat those as well, but don't waste your character limit with, uh, with commas. Just put word space, word space, word space.
0: Yeah. And uh, these are, these are things that no one's going to see either. Uh, yeah but uh one of the things that i like to do too um is a little bit of a tidbit here is this is where you're going to want to put some of maybe those misspellings um mm-hmm. uh or those or the or you know depending on where you're selling uh you know being in north america maybe spanish or french version of the major keywords um because you're going to pick up those people who are you know searching for your term in, in a different language or uh they're you know very commonly they're going to spell you know they're gonna spell it wrong um and you still want to pick those people up you don't want in your listing copy on your main listing because you don't want to look sloppy obviously like you've like you've made a mistake on your own listing but you want to make sure you capture that con the uh you know the audience that's misspelling words and i don't know about you marty but there's certain words out there that i always misspell just with how i type and like uh, napoleon like napoleon yeah (laughs) And if you, if you put in those funny ways, and actually Helium 10's got a tool for this called the Misspellinator, I believe it's called. And uh, it basically comes up with you know the most, po- po- most popular misspellings of that word. So you can throw those in the back end so you can still capture all that traffic. And you'd be surprised how many people actually will funnel through on misspellings of words. Um, yep. So much so sometimes you want to put them in your main listing too.
1: <laughs> it can definitely be some so. low-hanging fruit. Like it's, yep. uh, yeah. You'll you'll find when you do your keyword keyword research properly, you're gonna get those showing up there in your uh, in your results of like commonly misspelled words. So yeah, you should definitely take advantage of that in your backend keywords or your backend search term.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if anyone. I'm sure this has happened to most people, but when you're searching for something on Amazon and you and you know you write in the word, and what Amazon will automatically do is it'll say, hey, I'm giving you results for. What it thought you meant to say, but you know what it's actually giving you a result for is a lot of the listings that have placed those misspellings on their back end, um, and then they've translated translated to saying, "Hey, you spelt Napoleon wrong. This is a keyword on the back end of this listing, uh, and on the front end, they've actually are Napoleon the brand, and I'm, they're going to show you that listing now. Uh, so it's it's important." Uh, that you get those in there it's actually not it's not something to uh, to take to take lightly or think it's not important so
1: I think and I think the last point we really need to make with uh, with this episode is that if there's anybody out there listening from Napoleon we've just given you like a half hour of free marketing so get a hold of us because uh, I'm a huge fan of yours and uh, we could probably <laughs> help you with your Amazon listings
0: <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that's actually Napoleon hit us up um. We would love to. Uh, we'd, we'd take a free barbecue. Uh, well, Marty would. I, I probably won't. I'd probably just try to sell it.
1: Uh. I, I already... Well, mine's only two years old, so maybe it's time for an upgrade. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, That's about it that's that's really high level guys on on your keyword research. That's, you know, we kind of breeze through how to find them. We breeze through um, What they what they're good for and why you need them and and where to put them. So um, Join us down this uh, This part this I think it's gonna be a four-part series on listing development and and everything that goes into it and everything you need Um, But this is this is the basis of it. So it takes practice um, it takes the right tools and it takes a lot of effort to make sure that you're hitting the right mark with it Another thing I didn't touch on is that you should be refreshing this every uh, four to six months too. going through You're gonna you're you should constantly be looking for new keywords and uh, and working on that to, to really improve your listing too so We've got lots of more to say. We've got lots of more to come up with. Um, there's going to be more uh, more episodes here dealing with listing development, but this is by far and away one of the most important things that you can do for your success on Amazon.
0: Oh, for sure. And uh, for those of you listening, if there if uh, if you'd like to hear more about this topic, as Mari touched on, we took a really high level approach, kind of introduction with this video. Uh, we would love to dive deeper into some of the data, some of the metrics behind, you know, keywords. And um, also, you know, if, if you'd like, if anyone would like to uh, hear an episode of, of us actually just diving deeper into some of these keyword tools, we'd love to do an episode focused on Helium 10 or heck, maybe we can even get them on the show here uh, to take a deeper dive uh, into to their tools and how they work to actually uh show people how you can do this research because there's a lot to be said for this. There's a lot more that we can take a deeper dive and get really technical on this. Uh, if you'd like to hear more, comment or email us uh, and we'd love to do another episode or a few other episodes, you know, jumping deeper into it and go from yeah.
1: there. Yeah. yeah, and 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 at the end of this, uh, this series, we'll talk about our other, we'll take a, a dive into our other secret tools as well.
0: And then hopefully, if we just keep using Napoleon as like the as a theme, eventually Napoleon will be like, "Hey guys, you know, here's a barbecue, and maybe we can give a free barbecue away for some of the listeners too." Then, in that case, Ooh. actually, I you know, know I don't even really w- cool.
1: I don't even want a free barbecue. I just want to work closely with them on their Amazon listings.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If Napoleon, if you're listening again, please hit us up. So. Yep. Um, awesome.
1: All right. Cool, Jeff. Cool. Uh, have a good trip to California, and uh, we'll touch base later. Bye.